0: Thank you. <laughs> praise God. Do you know, it's just good to be back. You know, it's good to, to praise God, in his, isn't it? Um, we are still going on mission, you're right, Alan. I think we'll do that until God says, you need a box. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I always say that about David, you know. I think he'll die with his boots on. That's another old saying for you youngsters. That just means he'll die while he's working. <laughs> you know... Uh, God has been good to us and he's blessed us so much. I don't know if last time we was here had we been to India? We've been to India and God God used us tremendously. It was wonderful to be used of God while we was there. To be able to reach out to the young men and women that are working. Do you know it had been a while since we'd been and they'd gone a little bit. That's why we have to go you know. Because you know if you leave people and don't continue teaching them they tend to go a little bit. So we was grateful to be able to be there and put one or two little things right. Uh, and I'm not saying that we have all the answers, church, because these are wonderful men of God and women of God who are planting churches, who are building churches, who are doing a great, great work. But there was a little bit of conflict, you know, like the Apostle Paul came up against. We came up against a little bit of conflict in the families. And we was able... Praise God to be used and to bless up those families and to bring them back into healing in Jesus. Because it's all about Jesus, isn't it? Church planting is all about Jesus. It's all about what he did. It was wonderful, you know. Uh, Please pray for us because at the moment we are deciding which area of the world to go to. God's not directly telling us where we should go next. And we want to be led by God, don't we? Because as you know, our heart is for the world and for the unreached. There is one place that we're thinking about, and that is Brazil. Out into the uh, and of course Africa is still in our hearts. For some reason, God shuts the door almost as quickly as He opens it. But God knows where He wants us to go, and we are willing to go. Please keep praying for us because we do want to reach out. It's not a matter of going and having a preach in a country Anybody can do that, can't they? We want to go and reach out and encourage people to reach out to the unreached around the world. And that's what our hearts are about. Can I just share a little bit? Most of you who are on Facebook know that we've just been to Turkey. And you know, we went there, we wanted to learn about the history of, of Jesus and the, the apostle and what works, uh, what, what things happened and the, the generations of things that happened in Turkey. Uh, but while we was there, God gave us a lesson. It was wonderful because we was in a hotel. There wasn't many English people there, unfortunately. No, no, not unfortunately. Because if you're of God, and if you've put on your coat, and we've taken Jesus with us we found ourselves mixing with russians who didn't speak english very well germans who didn't speak english very well and also people from the ukraine and we melt our hearts melted for those people while we were there god used us to in a tremendous way we learned that there are russian people church you know about the war in ukraine there are russian people who have had to leave their country and go to turkey they're not just ukrainians there was also people from ukraine there was one couple we met a Russian and a Ukraine couple married, absolutely precious. Oh, it was wonderful to me. But I I don't know about you, when you go on holiday, you tend to want to enjoy yourself and forget about everything. God weren't going to do that with us this time because we really, really felt God blessed us. Uh, it was just wonderful. And and can I ask you to keep praying for Russia for the, because there's hurts on both sides in the Ukraine too. There's real hurts. There's people having to leave their families. Church, we don't quite know what that's like in our generation. I don't think, I can't remember because I wasn't born in the war. But you you know that these people are having to flee the countries because of war. Some of our missionaries who are here today had to leave their mission field because of war. War is a terrible thing, but it's part of the world we live in, I'm afraid. Pray, please pray. For people who are in war-torn countries. Please pray that the message of God will get through to them, that people will go along, even if they're going on holiday, and that God will melt their hearts for the people that need to hear the truth that God loves them and God cares about them and their nations because I don't know about you but I've still got the very same verse that I always loved. It's still my favorite verse in the Bible and you all know it as well as I do for God, and still does, loves the world. It's the world that God loves. He loves the UK. He loves Russia. He loves the U- Ukraine. He loves africa he loves india anywhere else you want me to say i tell you he loves brazil he loves iceland he's not here but he loves iceland too wherever you're from wherever your heart is being touched for god loves that country make no mistake and he also loves the people of that nation God bless you all. Please keep praying for us and thank you for your support. I know David has got a message from God because he always does. I love hearing him. I get blessed, you know, because I hear him a lot. (laughs) God bless you all.
1: Good morning, everyone. It's great to be here again among friends. Sometimes we uh, we go to places where we don't know anybody. Here we know you all, so I know where I'm going to preach on. I'm going to kind of point to all of you because I know all your troubles and all the stuff. What? And Luke, uh, Luke told me all this, all the things he wants me to sort out today. No, he didn't. (laughs) I I, I mean, he he didn't. I mean, the first time, the first time I've I've heard Luke talk about the uh, the problem with the computer. You know, there's things like that where God can take hold of an individual. It's all right, we can all contribute, but God can take hold of an individual and just say to you, I'll buy that as a mission, as a ministry. And it it doesn't take an offering, it just takes a person just to say, do you know what, I'll carry that. And, and, in those kind of times we can we can make a difference and 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 in eternity, that gets recorded as much as as going to a foreign field as much as going and preaching out in some remote place uh, out in the world is God touching your heart and and you meeting a need that seems to be something and and Things like the mortgage, you know, you've got, you've got the mortgage and we were talking some while ago, if you remember before we set off on all this program, we, we had a, a, a time together where we talked about money and we talked about things. And church is not all about money, it's all about what God does for us, but we can do something for the kingdom and we can make a difference. And, and as we begin to make a difference, I, I don't want you to let the vision offering become a burden. The vision offering is about vision. And you can pay for what you see and not just put an offering in for what you don't see. Because vision's all about what you see, isn't it? And and as you do that, that's not what I want to talk about today, but being as you're having a vision offering and finding out that the computer's breaking down. I used to have a a computer very, very similar and then the trouble is, it's not just the computer, computers these days are made to break down literally, deliberately made to break down. I had one very similar, you know, to, uh, um, to what we've got here. And, and, and I put some programs into it, and, and it wouldn't go in. And so I went to Apple to find out what's happened, and they just said, oh, I'm sorry, it's obsolete, it'll not take them programs anymore. And so I said, but it's only five years old. And they said, oh, five years is a long time in computer science, you buy one today and it's out of date tomorrow. It's true, isn't it? because of all the updates and things like that. So get behind Luke, get behind the leadership team and, 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 and really give and make sure. And I know that it can be a burden because we're all living in difficult times and, and we recognize that. If you've got a need, I'm sure if you share it with some members of the church or even share it with the leadership, they'll help meet your need as well because that's what we're about, isn't it? Sharing burdens and helping one another. I want to minister this morning on, on the power of the blood. There's power in the blood of Jesus. And I want to minister on the power of the blood. I, I get a little bit concerned for sometimes of what we, what we hear people talk about when it comes to the blood of Jesus. It's quite amazing what Christians can use the blood of Jesus for. When really and truly, the blood of Jesus is only for one single thing, and that is for the salvation of the soul. Everything else in the Bible, God did without the blood. But when it came to the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus was for the cleansing of sin and dealing with that matter, and that matter solely. And so I want, us to be, I want us to have a look at some of the things that the blood of Jesus does. So it's almost a Bible study today. We can go through lots and lots of scriptures and that's what I want to do uh, and, and just bring some sort of understanding of the blood of Jesus. We've just broken bread. We've, we've just drunk wine uh, in remembrance of the shedding of the blood of the Lord Jesus. Jesus said, this is my body and this is my blood for the remission." of sin okay and so the first thing I want to bring is Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7 it says in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace the blood of Jesus Christ has redeemed us from a corrupt life it, it's, rede- it's redeemed us from a, a life that was totally alien to God and without his the shedding of his blood we were lost so we can have some mystical thoughts about the cross we can hang the cross around our necks and and we can have it as a nice talisman sometimes on earrings or or sometimes we can stick a wooden cross up jesus died on a cross to save us from our sin and, and to deliver us from, from the guilt that we carried. And it's important that he, he redeemed us with his own blood, not with the blood and of uh, goats and calves. He entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever, we find in Hebrews. That redemption is a wonderful thing. God bought us. He's paid a price for us. And I'm glad that when we sing our songs to him and we tell him it's not about me, it's all about you. He sings a song in heaven, it's all about you, it's not about me. Isn't that amazing? That God sings over us and dances over us. Because it's all about us as far as heaven's concerned. But when we're in here, it's all about him. Because that's what love does. Love thinks nothing of itself and thinks all about the object of what where the love goes, isn't it? And so we today look towards God and we say, it's not about us, it's all about you. But I want you to know today that God's looking over you today and saying, it's not about me, it's all about you. Isn't that amazing that God loves us and so he's redeemed us? We've been reconciled to God. You see, it's one thing to buy us back. There's another thing to be able to break down a wall that divided us so that we could live in reconciliation. We are reconciled to God and God has made it possible for us to be in fellowship with him. It says, for God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shed in his blood, Romans chapter 3 and verse 25. And so we're reconciled to God. We're at peace with God. That great song that we sung earlier on and then Cliff prophesied into that same thing. It is well. It is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ hath regarded my helpless estate. It is well, it is well with my soul. Is it well with your soul today? Are you in a good relationship with God? The relationship you have with him is not because of what you do for him, it's because of what he's done for you. He's brought us into that place where we are reconciled for him. He paid our ransom. For, we, for you know that God paid the ransom to save you from the empty life that you, you inherited from your ancestors. He, he brought us in and he's ransomed us. He's, he's paid the price. And the price that he paid was his precious blood that he shed on the cross. There there was not enough money, so you couldn't take an offering big enough. If we were to take a worldwide offering and give the biggest amount of money that we... I think someone on a lottery the other day won 111 million pounds. That would answer a lot of problems, wouldn't it? But, but uh, 111 million pounds. But all of those millions could not save that person's soul. Only the blood of Christ. It doesn't matter how much money you've got. It doesn't matter how big your house is. It doesn't matter what kind of car that you're driving. The price that was paid was through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they sang a new song. Worthy are you, to open the scroll and to loose its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed your people for God, from every tribe, and every tongue, and every nation. It doesn't matter what place around the world we come from. Madeline and I have been to some of the poorest places in the world, where we've seen where people are are believing God for the next grub that's walking by, or believing God for a, a leaf off a tree to be able to eat, where sometimes we're believing God for a new computer. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's it's all in, but I want to say that the price for their salvation is not what they can produce. The price for their salvation has already been paid through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad that we don't have to be rich to come to church. I'm glad that we don't have to be poor to come to church. I'm glad that it's not down to our status that we're saved. It's down to the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we deal with sin? But if we live in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I'm glad that that cleansing wasn't a once and for all for me. I'm glad that there is constant cleansing. That every time I come before him, he's not going to say, oh, not again. That every time we come and say, oh, I've done it again, Lord, he says, Oh, no, surely not. Have I got to give some more blood for that? No. Once and for all, he shed enough blood to be able to deal with all of my sin, past, now, and present, that every single moment he can wash my heart clean and I can live a clean life, so much so that I am ransomed and set free and I'm going to meet Jesus one day, not because of what I've done, but because of what he did for me. What a wonderful saviour. He's washed my sins away. The blood of Jesus forgives us. And my, do we need forgiveness. Day after day, we need the forgiveness of God. We, We need him to forgive us. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness for sin. Hebrews chapter 9 tells us that. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness for sin. We can't balance it out, folks. We can't somehow. I, I, I mentioned to somebody the other day who, who was speaking in hospital life, who was saying, surely I'm going to heaven. I've, I've, I've done all this, and I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done this. I, I said to them, have you ever done anything wrong? Well, yeah, I've done some things wrong. So I said, how many good things do you have to put on that side of the balance? to balance up what's on the other side of the balance. And he said, well, surely I've done enough to be able to do that. And I said, the tragedy is, even though you put a lot on this side, that side's still there. It's still there. But not when the blood of Jesus comes. Because the blood of Jesus gives me forgiveness to make it so that it's as if I had never sinned. Totally and utterly clean through the blood of Jesus Christ. When we come every Sunday morning or whenever we break bread together and whenever we drink the wine, we're remembering the the preciousness of the blood of Jesus Christ. And never think that it's all about our offerings or all about our singing or all about how much we attend church or or, or all the, the rigmarole that goes along with church. Remember, it all comes back to the fact that Jesus died on a cross to save us from our sin, to cleanse us from our sin, to redeem us from our sin, to reconcile us into, into a relationship with God, and that's so important. And you know, many of us are looking for freedom. We sing a lot about freedom, we talk a lot about freedom, but freedom is relative, Freedom is relative. If you put a bird in a cage, it's locked up. If you take it out of the cage, put it into an aviary, it can fly, but it's still locked. In fact, freedom can be scary scary at times. It's a lot easier to actually be in a controlled circumstance than it is just to be absolutely free. It's important for us to be there. And I'm glad that when Jesus frees us, he doesn't free us to do what we want to do. He actually frees us to come into a relationship with him so that he actually can protect us and help us and look after us and care for us. And so that's a wonderful relationship. And he says here, from Jesus Christ, he is the faithful witness to these things the first to rise from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of this world. All glory to him who lives in us and has freed us from our sins by the shedding of his blood. We've been free from sin. You're sinless. Do I believe in sinless perfection? Yes. Yes, I do. Is it possible for me to be free from sin? No, in myself. In Him? Yes. Because I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Sinless perfection is when I actually put my total faith in Jesus, believing that He is able to do what I can't do in saving me from sin. Am I going to be perfect in myself tomorrow? No. Because I'm going to make some mistakes. If we say we have no sin, We deceive ourselves, and the love of God is not in us. But he can cleanse us from our sin with his precious blood. And not trying to work out your own salvation, but somehow allowing him to work his salvation out through you. What a wonderful thing that is. We're justified by his salvation since therefore we have now been justified by his blood much more shall we be saved from the wrath of god justification is a wonderful thing because there are too many people who would point the finger too many people who would look at my own lifestyle and look at the things that I do, and they would say, I, if, I, if you're a real Christian, I don't think you'd do things like that. But actually, it's because I'm a Christian that often some of the things that I do do offend me, let alone offend God. I'm sometimes offended at myself. I'm sometimes disgusted with some of the things I think, some of the things I look at, some of the things I do. I'm sometimes disgusted by those things because God has placed within my heart eternity and he's placed eternal things within me that makes me realize that every time I sin, I offend him and in that, I need his blood to cleanse me again and to set me free. My justification for salvation is because he died for me. I'm justified not because I do it enough and not because I'm good enough and not because I work hard enough and not because we've travelled far and wide for Jesus. I'm not saved because of that. I'm not going to go to heaven for that. Do you know, we've travelled to over 130 countries around the world for Jesus but we could have done all that and lost it. Because if we don't believe in the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse us from our sin, it doesn't matter how much we do, we've got to recognize that the only thing that's going to get me to heaven is the blood of Jesus. That's the only thing that's going to get me there. Not all the stuff that we add to it, because we can add nothing to our salvation. And when the blood of Jesus Christ is upon your life, and your life has been changed through the blood of Jesus, your life is totally and utterly hid with Christ in God and absolutely secure in Him as long as we have faith in Him to deliver us from our sin. In that fact, He needs to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. He says, under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls, And the ashes of a young cow could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ can purify your consciences from from sinful deeds so that we can worship a living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself as the perfect sacrifice for sin. It's absolutely great that we can have our consciences dealt with. All of what we've done wrong, doesn't matter how bad you've been, you can be the very best person who enters heaven, all because of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus cleanses our consciences and makes them clean. It's not our bodies that are being washed. It's not, it's not just making sure that we are dressed properly and look properly. Our hearts have been washed white. In the blood of Christ. And I'm so glad that we can have that. He sanctifies us. So Jesus suffered outside the gate. In order to sanctify the people. Through his own blood. Sanctification doesn't come through hard work. Sanctification doesn't come because we're holy enough in ourselves. Sanctification comes through the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse us from our sin and to sanctify us wholly. He suffered without the gate. He suffered on that cross that you and I might find complete and utter salvation in pure and uh, and clean sanctification that we might be set apart for him. The blood of Jesus opens the way into the presence of God. It says, but now you have been united with Christ. Once you were away from God, but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. We were separated, but now we're in relationship. Many people out there see an angry God. Many people out there see God as a God with a big stick. I want to tell you, God's up in heaven with open arms, willing to welcome every single one of us to bring us into a relationship with him. Heaven is open for every one of us. God's arms are open to you today. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter what yesterday was all about, today you can be cleansed by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And He can make you holy through His blood. The blood of Jesus gives us peace. For God in all His fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through Him... God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Colossians chapter 1. What an amazing thing it is that God wants peace in this world. People say to me all the time, if it wasn't for religion, there wouldn't be any wars. Well, it might be religious attitudes that make wars, but as far as God is concerned, he wants peace. He's the Prince of Peace. He wants this world to be in peace. In fact, there will be a day when this world will be in peace, when we'll all be in harmony with one another. The lamb and the lion will lie down together. All of nature will come into conformity again. He will be in total and utter control and you and I can be part of that beautiful scene of peace and tranquility and life, living with him forever. He longs for us to be in peace. He breaks down the middle wall of petition and it's the blood of Jesus Christ that makes you and I in relationship with each other and you and I in relationship with him because he's the one that has made it all possible. Through the blood of Christ we could overcome the enemy and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives even unto death. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. So we overcome the enemy, not because we have the power to overcome the enemy in our own strength, but because of the cleanness of ourselves and because there is no room for accusation from an enemy over our lives because there's nothing for him to point the finger at. There's nothing there. When he comes to God and says, have you seen? God says, yeah, I've seen. I see the blood. The blood over our lives. The one thing that we have to be careful of, of course, to finish today is that many people end up pleading the blood over their homes, over their illnesses, over various things. The blood of Jesus Christ is to deal with sin. Everything else, God gave freely before the cross. Everything else, the protection, healing, deliverance, all of that happened without the cross. You, you can have healing today without the cross. People were healed before Jesus died. It's true, isn't it? You can have protection without the cross. Don't plead the blood over your house before you walk out. God looks after your house anyway. He's a God who cares and looks after us. The blood of Jesus Christ was for one thing and one thing only, and that was to free you from sin and to take your sin away. You can have all the blessings. God gives blessings to the righteous and unrighteous. He lets the rain fall on those who are righteous and those who are unrighteous. He lets the sun shine on those who are righteous and those who are unrighteous. The only thing that cannot happen without the blood of Jesus Christ is for you to be set free from your sin and for sin to deal with with the issues of your life. If if you're relying on anything else to get you into heaven other than the blood of Christ, you're not going to get there. It's only the blood of Christ that will set us free from our sin. And I know some people will probably come back to me and say, but surely it's by his stripes that we were healed. And yes, it is. But Matthew, even before when he goes to Peter's house, and Peter's mum is ill, he raises Peter's mother up, just shows how interested in food, because his mum gets up and and bakes him a meal. (laughs) And so after that, he says... This is to show that what the scripture said in Isaiah is coming true, that by his stripes you are healed. The cross hadn't happened at that time. So the fulfillment of, uh, of, of the stripes and the cross before, before eternity, your healing comes because he loves you. And whether you're saved or not, people come and and have come to massive crusades and had laid hands on. Christians have come forward and they've, they've been laid hands on. They go away sick. Sometimes unconverted people come and they have an incredible miracle. Why? Because God loves to heal. God loves to deliver. God loves to save. But always remember that the blood of Jesus Christ is to deal with your sin. Because you can go to heaven with one leg. You can go to heaven with no eyes. You can go to heaven malfunctioning. Many people who are in here today are actually going to die. Unless the Lord comes again, it's appointed to us that one day we will die. We can go to heaven with a fit body, but you can't go to heaven without a fit soul. You need your soul to be cleansed, and it can only be cleansed through the blood of Jesus Christ. So catch my heart today. Understand when we drink the wine and when we eat the bread that we're remembering the most vital substance that this world has ever known. It's called the blood of Jesus Christ who cleanses us from all sin. I don't know if all of you are here today know Jesus as your saviour. Probably most do. Maybe some of you have never accepted Christ into your life and understood what Jesus did on your behalf. Maybe some of you have actually come in with unconfessed sin today and you're living a life uh, 90% for Jesus, but there's still this nagging sin in your life. Well, I want to tell you, the blood of Jesus Christ is able to deal with that problem. Totally and utterly, as we put faith in the Christ of the cross and we put faith in the blood that was shed then we can know total and utter freedom from sin and from guilt and from fear and we can be redeemed and reconciled we can be, know that the price has been totally paid I commend Jesus to you what a saviour what a saviour give your life to him Make sure that you know him. Constantly live for him. And let him be the total cleanser of your life every day. Amen.